0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are
1: those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional.
0: Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News
1: Hour, Well, you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and endogenics.
2: So many things that are going on in the room.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. I got
0: a self-drive mode.
1: I bet. I bet. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, and today is National Pharmacy Technician Day, National Edge Day, Black Poetry Day, National Mulligan Day, National Pasta Day, and Pro-Life Day day of silent solidarity Ah, oh, thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us it's also high noon on the east coast and please remember to like share and subscribe to us on all social media platforms use that fancy little qr code right there in the top hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet we are live every monday through friday on youtube and we are now also streaming on twitter facebook twitch and Rumble, so welcome to everyone joining us from any of those platforms as well, but nonetheless, we are going to kick it off with the Dope Dad himself, that's right, the official Quasimodo caretaker, that's right, the Dope Dad himself, with a purple backdrop, and Baby Yoda, that's right, is none other than Rico meat.
2: Oh yeah, Jason, I think you not know, the no applause there, Adam. oh man.
1: He gave you some applause. Just because you don't hear it doesn't mean it's not there.
2: There it is. Yeah. There, there it is, man. I definitely appreciate that, Jason. And in um, honor of um, Black po- Poetry Day. Oh, boy.
1: Here like we to go. Say,
2: um, I am.
1: The you're, man. you're a poet? <laughs> is your article going to be in a haiku? Hey, man, you I don't mean. even know it.
2: Oh, oh, Todd dropping bars mm-hmm. coming in from oh, the you know. big LV. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love it. So my my story is actually coming out from uh, Cannabis Business Times. uh, And uh, as we venture out here to the great state of California. So under current law governing California's adult use in medical cannabis markets, cities and counties can prohibit cannabis retail businesses from operating within their jurisdictions. And contrary to what most outsiders think, the majority of California jurisdictions do. In fact, the Department of Cannabis Control as of February, 2023, says that 302 California cities and counties continued to uh, opt out of all cannabis business types. That's 56%. And while state law allows delivery operators to deliver to any jurisdiction within California's borders, uh, Cannabis Business Times' Tony Lang reported that Fresno County Superior Court Judge Rosemary McGuire ruled in late 2020 that state law does not preempt local ordinances, restricting or prohibiting such deliveries. Since Maguire's order calling into question the state's outside-in rule, uh, many cities have kept delivery bans codified as local law ever since. But thanks to Med- uh, Medicinal Cannabis Patients' Right of Access Act signed into law last year by Governor Gavin Newsom, those who chose to follow Fresno's path will soon have to change their ways allowing medical cannabis delivery as it requires localities to adopt new zoning regulations by January 1st, 2024. Laurel, uh, Laurel, excuse me, Lauren Mendelssohn, a senior associate attorney at law offices of Omar Figueroa, helps write local ordinances and advises local leaders on creating regulations that are compliant with state law. Here's what she had to say about the looming legislation. It is considered landmark legislation because it goes further than most other legislation in terms of actually guaranteeing access to medical cannabis delivery to Californians who need it. In addition to patients, SB 1186 ensures medical cannabis deliveries can be made to primary caregivers throughout California. But she says future hiccups are to be expected. Most notably, the confusion over requirements outlined revolving around cities passing recent ordinances that don't actually allow for medical cannabis delivery operators to have physical offices and keep inventory within their jurisdictions, disregarding the quote unquote physical premises language of the bill, which is Section 26322A5 and B1. Per the article, a key component behind delivery-only businesses to have physical establishments within local jurisdiction is to ensure that patients and their primary caregivers can receive medical cannabis in a timely and readily accessible manner. According to the bill's language, um, but some cities are interpreting the law differently. In San Marcos, a city roughly 95,000 people in northern San Diego County, local officials adopted an ordinance on September 26th stating that they will allow medical cannabis deliveries from nearby jurisdictions, but they maintain that medical cannabis establishments, even those that are delivery only, still will not be permitted. San Marcos's deputy city attorney, Jacqueline Paterno, said that in remote jurisdictions, it will be necessary to allow establishments because there's no other business nearby that could serve the population. There's plenty of establishments that can deliver nearby in San Marcos that are nearby, so we don't have that issue or having to allow actual delivery-only delivery, delivery only establishments to open or be permitted in San Marcos. But Mendelsohn says the idea of next-door uh, next city fulfilling the medical delivery access requirements set forth in SB 1186 is a misinformed approach. She said that, is not what the law says. As of January 1st, 2024, they and other cities that have taken that position or that still have their bans on the books will be in violation of this law and are opening themselves to lawsuits that can be brought by private parties. And the enforcement mechanism of 1186 uh, are not limited to the scope of the state's attorney general or prosecutors. The law can be enforced in litigation brought forth by medical cannabis patients or their primary caregivers, or by medical cannabis businesses trying to sell their products in any given jurisdiction. So she's saying that uh, if you're a medical patient, you can't access to your meds, that you can sue your municipality. These are private lawsuits that can be brought by firms such as myself or other law firms, and it's a mandamus action that would be brought to essentially enforce the jurisdiction to comply, and attorney's fees could be awarded in a manner like this. Also, there's no sunset date for when these lawsuits can be filed. And um, another notable municipality listed in the article planning to opt out is the East Bay City of Brentwood, uh, stating that their approach to the opposition comes on the legal advice of the League of California Cities, a powerful interest, interest group with a mission to expand and protect local control throughout California. The League of California Cities strongly opposed SB 1186 when it introduced and helped organize a lawsuit in 2019 to stop the outside in delivery model, which later culminated in Judge McGuire's 2020 court order. From the League's perspective, a government that works closest to the people is best. And that happens when local control is preserved, borrowing from federal level uh, Republicans' favorite state's rights strategy, often used to sidestep regulations they deem to be government overreach, or quote unquote, woke. But it'll be interesting to see this thing play out. I assume that the majority of us here champion the expansion of safe Mm. safe access to all in need of clean quality uh, medicine. But after living in California for 12 years now, I must say so myself, that nimbyism here is quite strong. And I wouldn't totally be surprised to see or hear a few unexpected voices backing the league's stance here for whatever reason. So what do y'all think? With three months left in 2023, is California headed for an epic onslaught of municipal lawsuits with majority of the 302 holdout jurisdictions refusing to comply here in California? Or are things being blown out of proportion by advocates like Mendelssohn and the like? I'm Regal Lameed, the dopest dad on the street, reporting live for Hyatt 9 News. Super interested in hearing y'all's takes on this one.
3: Man, what... It's like uh, the lawyer, Mendelssohn, is just pimping for business. Right. no Look no what no we can no, do no we no we can go sue let's go sue everybody
1: I, I i think they have every right to because the re the reality of it is that the state of california has said that localities cannot ban delivery in regards and and, and well they can they can ban delivery in their jurisdictions but they cannot ban outside yep. delivery coming into their jurisdiction to deliver to patients throughout the state and so so right. i i think they definitely uh ha, have a case and and Good, good job on 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 Laura for getting getting this out and letting people know that they can sue their municipalities. Hopefully, they can get some economic stimulus out of this. And there's no
2: sunset timeline on it, too. So exactly. There's no. I I, I halfway
1: get, want to move to up. move to a city that doesn't doesn't allow this, just so I can sue them.
2: Get paid, bro. Yeah, hey, yo, I can't get access to my meds. This is a come up That's right not, here. I don't feel I don't safe. Feel I don't feel safe. We got to have us a house meeting. I
4: think. I think. Um, that they're going to uh, change the law and the regulation before they have to pay out all that money. And, and that's, what's going to end up happening. Um, if patients start gathering together and bringing lawsuits against them, the smartest thing to do would just be, would just to say, yes, you can deliver here and, and just remove the the, the stipulation.
1: Did, did did it mention Rico in this and at all, if, if they were able to sue the actual league of cities as a, as an organization as well?
2: It did not. Um, the league of C- uh, Yeah, the league. Of
1: that's <laughs> that, that. That's who you want to hit. Not even it. just like a local jurisdiction. You want to be able to sue the entire league of cities.
2: I, I think. I think if the municipalities are getting sued, why would the, the municipality, uh, municipalities that took the league of cities' advice, why would they not just turn around and sue the league right after that for giving them bad legal advice?
1: I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think that the league of cities would be held liable in that sense from a city.
2: They said they're acting in accordance to legal advice given to them by the league.
1: Well, I understand, but just because exactly, they're given, just because, because they're seven. given legal advice, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that uh, that 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 they 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 can be held liable in that way.
2: Who is the league? If they're, C- if they're if they're saying it is in fact legal advice, I mean, there's no proof of, that we see. But if they were actually given legal advice in any capacity, and there were no disclaimers given. I think but they there's have case, all sorts too. of
5: ways to interpret the law. Just because you get bad exactly. legal advice doesn't mean you can't exactly.
2: somebody. That's what I'm saying, Gretchen. Thank you. Exactly. What do you think about this, uh, uh, Gretchen? Do you think that um, we are on our way to a legal uh, uh, onslaught of um, no. lawsuits coming from people?
5: I do, do not see that? a legal onslaught because it costs money to sue people, and these folks don't have any money. Maybe maybe got um, so, money. Maybe the law firm, money in California, yeah. maybe,
1: maybe the law firm of Omar Figueroa is taking all these cases on pro bono because they know it's a slam dunk case against these municipalities because they have money.
2: And they said that they're going to yep. be suing for legal mm-hmm. fees too. Yep, they said that they will be suing. Like Lauren said, they will be collecting legal fees because those will be up for grabs too. So I don't see why. Uh, Go bunch, for it. A bunch of advocacy firms would not be taking these cases on pro bono and charging the municipalities for their lo- legal fees as such. Okay. Pass the buck.
5: You asked me if I think there will be an onslaught of lawsuits. I don't.
1: How many? How many is in an onslaught? More than a three. A melee,
2: if a melee, if you will.
1: A melee, a relay. I don't. I don't care. How many are you saying, Rico? 10 cities 20 cities say, 30 know, uh, cities
2: well, well how, how many medical patients do you think we have here in, in California
1: I, I I think it's safe is to there, say that there, we have there, at least there, one medical patient in every single city in California
2: and how many cities in California are there like, like let's, that, just, uh, let's just let's um, just say there's there's there, there let's just say there's
1: let's just say I think there's like in between it's like, like three, 350 300. cities in the league of cities
2: So, I mean, if if there's seven, if there's about 700 cities in California and um, each one of those cities has one, at least one medical patient uh, there, then um, I would say you could see probably 100 to 200 lawsuits going out here or at least a few uh, uh, class action ones going through in in, uh, Omar Figueroa law uh, at law here can uh, go out there and collect signatures and uh, get this party going pretty soon. You
1: know what I also wonder is since Omar is now running for Sonoma County Judge, is it still the law firm of Omar Figueroa, or is it now the law firm of Lauren Mendelson?
2: Good choice. Depends on if he wins.
5: (laughs) I don't think his law firm changes, and I and I also don't see where you guys keep talking about how they're going to sue the League of Cities. I don't. If he wins, why you think? I don't. Why? Why if do you nobody, think that the League of take... Cities would be held liable? Who's suing them?
2: I, I think these I patients think should be suing Nobody has, nobody wants to take no, the blame. No, patients
5: want to sue. Them. If patients want to sue, they got to sue the municipality.
2: I think the municipalities that are claiming to have taken legal advice from the League of of uh, uh, League of Cities or whatever it's called, I think they will be suing the league because they're going to be like, oh, it wasn't our fault. We had bad advice here.
5: Okay, well, try Uh, suing a bunch of lobbyists. It's not going to go well. Trust me. Nobody likes to take the blame. No one is suing these guys. Next.
1: Uh, And on that, we're going to go to a (laughs) commercial. We're going to be right back.
4: Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion, research, and innovation, King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers by farmers. Don't mess around. Try the crown.
2: Mm hmm and like this that. Doctor up next, same. y'all know you? who it is. He is mostly known for smoking on the best weed in the world, and he's back from Maine. And um, yes. you know what? It seems like we don't have any clouds in the sky today because we have clean internet <laughs> coming through. That's right. Through. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs>
1: I was the main attraction <laughs> out there. Here. I'll tell you yeah. that much, Rico. I see what you did there, Jason. Yeah. Coming up next, y'all know <laughs> who it is.
2: Jason back. Yeah. Give this man a round. Uh, Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Good morning, guys. Very, very interesting story. Very, very interesting story. Because, you know, these politicians, they keep on trying to threaten to go against the will of the people. Ohio Senate president plans to repeal cannabis legalization if passed by voters in November. The official voting day for Ohioans is November 7th, but early voting has already begun on October 11th. This is a significant year for cannabis because cannabis legalization measure, which is labeled as issue two, is appearing on the ballot. However, some legislators are not thrilled with the idea that cannabis legalization uh, could be approved. They announced plans to possibly repeal the law if it does get passed. Senate President Matt Hoffman spoke on the Senate floor in opposition of SR two 216 stating that it will be coming right back before this body and will likely receive changes we're going to have a mental health crisis on our hands huffman said if voters approve issue two we are going to pay for this for years and years and years and it's only going to get worse he added that he will push to review and repeal parts of the bill if it gets passed in another quote, he says, if issue two passes, there will be more teenagers in the state of Ohio committing suicide, Hoffman said. Another quote, and our reaction to that will be, let's make marijuana legal because by that time, more people will be making lots of money. It, it will be, maybe we should hire drug counselors, get into, get into the schools, talk about kids not taking drugs, but by then it will be too late. It'll be even more part of our culture, and no, I'm not a scientist, but I'm a person who can look at facts and listen to scientists and know that that's true, he says. Just as early voting began last week, Republican Senator Mark Rumacek and Representative Terry Johnson, among with 14 other co-sponsors, introduced Senate Resolution 216, claiming all of the potential harms that legalization will bring if voters choose to vote and approve issue two. The proposed statute uh, authored by the commercial marijuana industry does not serve the best interests of the people of Ohio and will bring unacceptable threats and risks to the health of all Ohioans, especially children, will create dangers in the workplace and unacceptable challenges and costs to employers, will make Ohio's roads more dangerous, and will impose significant new unfunded costs to Ohio's public social services." and serves only to advance the financial interests of the commercial marijuana industry and its investors, the bill text stated. Many of the points of concern in the bill have been used by anti-cannabis supporters, such as calling cannabis a gateway drug that leads, that leads for Uh, four of our 10 people to try other drugs and that cannabis use leads to opioid use disorder while it claims that drug overdoses are the leading cause of injury and death in the state with an estimated 33,000 Ohioans having died due to drug overdoses between 2011 and 2020. The state records for COVID-19 deaths are recorded at over 42,000 just for reference. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention shows that the top 10 leading causes of death in 2017 for Ohioans was heart disease, cancer, accidents, chronic lower respiratory disease, stroke, Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, flu, uh, pneumonia, kidney disease, and spectima. I've never heard of that one. The resolution also included claims that regular cannabis use can irreversibly reduce intelligence, memory, and learning ability, along with claims that underage cannabis use causes risk of academic performance, IQ, and behavior, and that cannabis in adolescence leads to risks of psychosis, a severe mental disorder characterized by distorted thinking and loss of touch with reality, as well as depression and suicide. They conclude the bill by the the bill text by stating that they urge voters to reject issue two to preserve and protect our state's high quality of life, the health and safety of our citizens, the strength and prosperity of our communities and strong economic economic growth are favorable in environment for business successes and opportunity for all citizens and the future of our young people. The campaign group submitted nearly 130,000 signatures to get issue two on the ballot after first coming up short uh, of the necessary 124,046. And it looks like in a quote, it looks like we came up a little short in the first phase, but now we have 10 days to find just 679 voters to sign a supplemental petition. This is going to be easy because a majority of Ohioans support our proposal to regulate and tax adult-use cannabis, said the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana-Like Alcohol, the CRMA spokesperson Tom Heron says. A recent poll from the CRMA, which is which is the same advocates group behind the initiative, found that three out of five Ohioans plan to support the measure come November. A similar poll conducted in September 2020 showed that voters said they were 29% strongly approving and 34% somewhat approving and 63% 63 in total compared to this year's results with 50% strongly approving and 17% somewhat approving, and that's a total of 67%. Recent projections from Ohio State University show that the state could generate somewhere between $275 million to $403 million in adult use tax revenue by the fifth year of legalization. Man, man, oh man, I am so sick of these politicians always thinking that they know better uh, and always going against the will of the voters. This is just ridiculous to me. But nonetheless, I want to hear what you guys have to say. And this is Jason Beck for the High at 9 News. What do y'all think?
4: So I'm wondering if any of them have actually looked at statistics for all the things that they mentioned, you know, increase in child use, um, loss of intelligence, like, is there, is this just somebody telling them this? They are not coming with this information. It's not research backed. It's just somebody, some lobbyist in their ear from Sam Mm -hmm. that's telling them that all of these things will happen, but, but these things haven't happened in other States.
1: Well, I, I agree with you, sounds Nicole. Like uh, this definitely sounds like church. Project Sam. What's that, Todd?
2: Yeah. And, and also,
1: I said it sounds like it, he heard it, and it and in it church. Yeah. You think he heard it in church? <laughs> you
2: <know>? I mean, <laughs> I don't. That's what hey, it sounds hey, like Jason, to me. I would, Jason, I would be remiss if I didn't give us one of these. What's that? We're not oh. hearing nothing, Rico. Isn't that working? No. Nope. Swag for Ohio. Oh, <laughs> Swagging like in Ohio. Ohio. Swag. Um, oh, man. I, I just want to. Am I the only one that finds it strange that Ohio's own native son, the uh, the champion of tears himself, <laughs> uh, John Boehner, <laughs> was so instrumental the champion in, of tears in, in, in moving uh, conservative voices and conservative <laughs> leaders forward in the business and the economic benefits of cannabis early on, and um, his own state is uh, becoming one of the biggest uh, uh, prohibitionists. Epicenters of the Midwest here.
1: Well, I think you can blame that on Nick Lachey. I don't know finds that
2: strange. Like uh, Nick Lachey has yeah. been has been radio silent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he found out he can't scam the state <laughs> for all their licenses. It's it's in, insane. Where's ninety eight degrees when you need him? Oh,
1: man, you know. I, I, to to me, this is just, just so, so crazy that they want to go against the will of the people. And in all, I hope the voters in Ohio see this and they reject these politicians on their next upcoming election.
2: One hundred percent. I think it just, I hope more people are just pointing out the hypocrisy of the conservatives. Yeah, the conservative leadership in each of these states want to they want to say they're the champions of the people, they're champions of states' rights, they're mm-hmm. champions of municipalities and their rights. But then when stuff like this comes up, they're like, "Oh no, you guys can't have what you want." Uh, let's, let's
3: recount it. Yeah, we have to. It's clearly election interference, and <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, it's <laughs> <laughs> what must have happened. The people don't really want that stuff.
2: Yeah, that's a that's um, a misread. It's they don't know fake. what they want. It's all fake. They, they, want, they want what my donors tell me that they want. Exactly. And that's pretty much what it is. Exactly. That's well, pretty just much. Just the fact that he's out spewing those fake facts
3: about how marijuana affects society. You know, it's reefer madness is what he's doing.
1: Yeah, and, and, and not to mention, he just threw a whole bunch of basically shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. And what will actually yeah. resonate yeah. with people? Yeah. He didn't point to any specific statistics or any other any type of quantified data at all whatsoever. He just basically grabbed a whole bunch of shit, threw it on the wall, and wants to see what what will resonate with with the voting base. I think
2: he's counting. i not what Trump does every kids. time he gets the mic right. Trump tells the, the truth. Trump does
1: when he, he gets the mic. Trump just tells the truth. He, he tells truthiness. Mm-hmm. You know a Social different
3: Trump truth. than we all know.
1: I know the there's only one Trump.
4: It's- I'm like, who are you talking about? Truth, truth, Trump,
1: truth, Trump. Uh, uh, Eric?
5: Eric, (laughs) I think we all need to realize that these are not lobbyists saying things into his ear. This is a man with a computer and a button called Google. And what he is doing is just looking at the bullshit that is put out by the media and everybody else. I guarantee you no one is spending major lobbying dollars out there in Ohio to tell this guy to go against this shit. What's happening is he is doing this of his own volition. Uh, there are plenty of cute little staffers there as well. Let me find out some facts about cannabis. And you can find out any bullshit you want to find on the internet to go with your argument and what your boss wants you to find out. To justify um, your narrative. So, you're I think we need to come to the I think we need to come to the realization that if this industry wants to move forward and wants a place with lawmakers, we need to do a fucking lot of educating. Mm-hmm. And I'm also talking about reporters. It's not, I mean, we sit on here and talk about these guys spewing the wrong stuff all the time. But who's listening to us, truly? It's a bunch of people who are already pro-cannabis. And until you can start changing this. hearts and minds and get people who don't hear these arguments to listen, it's going to continue to stay this way.
2: How do you I would beg to that? differ there, uh, Gretchen, because uh, looking on uh, Ohio.us, um, um, and there's a list of mm-hmm. executive agencies, the biggest lobbying groups in Ohio, healthcare has the number one amount of lobbyists, with sure. 563 registered in the state. So you have big okay. healthcare lobby there, and they are probably pushing this prohibitionist rhetoric right into uh, right into the uh, the, the legislators' um, uh, ears.
5: I mean, for Honestly, us to think on, that healthcare like, is running scared of cannabis, uh, y- y'all are out of your minds. Why, healthcare why, why is going to eviscerate mean? cannabis. Because I mean, the studies have been done. That even yes, there is a reduction in opioid use in states where medical cannabis is used. However, actual money and dollar wise, it's a drop in the fucking ocean. It does not matter to big pharma if our cute little dispensaries open. You really think that's gonna stop a big pharma and gonna put an actual hit to their bottom line? Let's get honest.
2: Well, not the biggest, a- the biggest spender there is a wholesale beer and wine association of Ohio. I can see them pushing back on cannabis. absolutely
5: and i have talked to plenty of wine and beer folks over the years and they have come to me before with like oh my god i've seen these polls that people are changing their minds they're switching from can or they're switching from alcohol and they're turning to cannabis and my question to them is have you seen that decline in your sales and they're Mm -hmm. like well no well perhaps it's some bad fucking polling i mean come on people you got to look at what's really happening yes we think that pharma scared alcohol scared tobacco scared but their sales aren't hurting because uh, cannabis is coming to business. It but is, light, but light not.
2: sales dropped.
0: I think, yeah,
2: they need to change their uh, attitude and go get some good polling. Hit the strip club, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I, 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 this I, I, this I,
5: industry I, needs a dose of reality. I,
4: I That's true, Gretchen. Um, yeah. the, the, these, all of those industries she just named, as soon as cannabis becomes legal, they're jumping right in. They're already in. Um, Pepsi's already making hemp um, beverages, Marlboro's already growing ready for cigarettes to, um, to hit the market. Like they're not, they're not being threatened by what we're doing. Um, and it's the consumer that it, that if the consumer is not educated and people who don't use, like she said, um, we got to start having conversations with more people that don't agree with us, Mm -hmm. um, that don't touch cannabis. Um, and, and that's going to be the key to changing hearts and minds.
1: Very, very, agreed, very agreed, true. Agreed. Very true. Making it personal for them. Gretchen, you don't think that a lot of these talking points were, were were put together by Project Sam for these legislators?
5: No. And to think that Project Sam has a ton of money to be spending it on these talking points, I think those talking points might be somewhere on a website. But to think that Project Sam has the money to be out there lobbying all these different states, that's crazy.
1: I don't know. I think they, they got do. the money for that. I think they got the money. Okay. I think they got,
5: continue I, to uh believe that your thoughts are facts jason beck i was just saying that i it think that with, uh, i think they do your, have money your typical uh, they don't but
1: okay i didn't the realize. amount of
5: money to do state lobbying in all of these places is a lot more money than it's, they it,
1: have it's, it's not really all these places it's only it's only states that have have legislation on on the ballot and that's only a but handful saying, of states over right the now
5: years or ever okay jason you're right i'm wrong that's, that's, you know that's not what facts. I was
1: saying. We're having a discussion. It was not even about being I'm right or wrong. I'm telling you
5: you're wrong. You, you think you're right. I think I'm right. Can we move on? It's 1230 and we've only been through two. Oh, yes, stories. Oh, yes. We so can go.
1: We can move. Let's, let, let's go on. We're going to go right into our feisty, redheaded conservative, Gretchen Gailey, who loves to be right all the time. That's right. It is the founder of Panoptic Strategies, Miss Gretchen Gailey.
5: All right. Well, for brevity's sake and to keep this damn thing moving— I will keep my short, my story nice and short. Poll finds decline in support for marijuana banking bill, but 55% still want to see Congress pass it. Blah, blah, blah. Majority of Americans, 55% say they want Congress to pass legislation. This was a poll conducted last month by Morning Consult. The poll asked 2,211 U.S. adults their opinions on a range of banking matters, most of which centered on consumer issues such as overdraft fees and customer service. But one question plumbed public opinion on banking reform around state legal marijuana, which remains a top priority for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Basically, of respondents, 28% said they strongly support such a move, while 27% said they somewhat support the change. Another 23% either strongly or somewhat opposed the change, while 23% said they didn't know or have an opinion. A separate poll conducted last year had that number at 65%. That's my story in a nutshell. Uh, Why this matters is exactly what I was just talking about. Regular Americans don't know or care about cannabis. Do you think these guys really, when this uh, banking poll called them up and said, hey, what do you think about this? It was one question in a banking poll. It's not like it was focused around marijuana whatsoever. Even then, they were just like, eh, all right, 55%. Uh, we need to do a lot more education of the general public um, and stop keeping our heads in the sand that this shit is all going to work out. Mm-hmm. This is Gretchen Pride, 9 News.
1: Gretchen, you are totally
2: uh, right. Gretchen, uh, oh, which, which is, the uh, you, you think it probably
5: won't get passed, right? What? I never said I don't think banking is not going to pass. I said that these oh, Americans don't care if it passes or not.
0: I think, I think that's because no one gives a shit unless they're in the industry that's about right. banking. But, but right. they do give a yeah. fuck about cannabis, that's for sure. But they don't understand the nuances of the business that we're in, which we can't bank freaking our cash and it's a big problem and we can't get loans and we can't do the same thing that other businesses can do in America. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when you when you bring it to the attention of the American public, you have to connect it to the American public. If you said there would be no
2: dispensaries, there would no cannabis. <laughs> oh, but, man. yeah, so that's need, the,
0: you know, you have to connect
3: They need to pull the industry, that's right, mm-hmm. and see how that poll works out, right? Not just random, yes. you know, go America. Because you're right, they don't know and shit. Not no, reg- about not no, reg- no yeah. poles
2: going to the regular ceiling either. I'm talking about Atlanta. I'm talking about Miami. King of Diamonds poles all the way up into oh, the rafters. Yeah. They're coming down
1: full speed.
2: do on the ground. Don't forget those a- kind of poles are what I'm talking about.
1: Don't don't forget about 11.
4: And
5: and Todd, well, I hear you, while you say you need to pull the industry, but no one cares what the industry thinks. These bankers well, are polling people to understand mm-hmm. where their priorities should be. That is what they're trying to find out of what they are going to put forward with legislation. And so we need to care about informing the public so they will tell bankers, yeah, we care about cannabis banking too. Oh, wait, that's going to put all these businesses really out of business if this keeps continuing on? Maybe I should care about where my medicine's coming from. And they then will start to care about the issue. We have to make people understand that this is an issue that hits them at home, that they talk about around the kitchen table, that it's going to mean the difference between life and death for a family member, that it's going to mean a better quality of life for that stressed out mom at the end of the night. They need to understand that these things apply to them and the general public just does not.
3: I would think yeah, they yes, would look it, at it, it from as a, a financial matter. You know, and banks make a lot of money banking businesses, right? So, you know, this is, you know, last year a $13 billion industry, next year uh, you a know, $15 billion industry. There's a lot of money uh, floating hands and the banks would think the banks want to get a piece of that, right? I mean, I mean, the- you know, I've been I've been running a business here and for, for nine years and literally just got cash banking uh like three months ago. The first time in nine years I haven't wow. been paid in cash, right? That we're wow. able to actually de- de- deposit our cash into an account. It's the first time in nine years.
1: Is that through uh, a state get, chartered you know, bank, Todd? Direct deposit. Is that through a state chartered it's bank? Through a
3: state chartered bank. Mm-hmm.
2: It just, yeah, yep. Think think of how much cocaine residue has uh, touched your business's hands. <laughs> oh,
1: problems. you know what? That's that's funny because they do have a study in regards right. to how much cocaine residue is on every single hundred dollar bill.
3: Exactly, it's like eighty percent of of hundred dollar bills have yep.
1: cocaine on them. That's exactly. Yeah, and on okay. that on that we're going to go to a commercial. We're going
0: to be right back. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Simon Rezzani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Uh, stop whatever you're doing make sure you hit that like button make sure you hit
1: that subscribe button and oh yeah you can also read all of the articles that we cover today on our website at wwwhiat newscom make sure you check it out and tell a friend the control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE Pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated.
2: Uh, Guys, am I my in clear. Hold on, Simon. Yes. (laughs) Up next (laughs) is the National Community Director of... M4MM, Power 88 in Las Vegas' friendly neighborhood, encyclopedia and my favorite, uh, purple plant magician, Nicole
4: Bathong. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nicole. You take the introduction. Hey, Pam. Um, all right, so my story today is coming out of Hawaii. Um, and island hopping a new cannabis wholesale route in Hawaii. Uh, this is from MJ Biz Daily. A handful of medical cannabis companies in Hawaii are selling and delivering wholesale flour and other marijuana products from one island to another, a first for the state and a rare sales route anywhere in the U.S. Island hopping by plane, helicopter, or boat is common for visitors and residents traversing the region, an archipelago in the Pacific Ocean that encompasses a land area totaling more than 6,000 miles. And now the state's medical marijuana industry is hopping on board to expand product offerings to thousands of medical marijuana patients. Industry operators are reluctant to share details, of course, um, given po- potential legal issues, among other reasons. Traveling from one island to another requires crossing federal waters, and marijuana remains illegal under federal law, as we know. But Hawaii legislators recently gave their blessing in June. Lawmakers approved legislation allowing state licenses, licensed companies to sell wholesale marijuana to cannabis businesses, including those located on other islands. The regulation took effect in August. Big Island Grown, which is 35,000 square foot indoor cultivation operation on Hawaii Island, completed the state's first wholesale inter-island transaction on September 1st with Green Aloha Dispensary on Kauai. Um, Within nine days, Big Island Grown's flowers sold out at Green Aloha's uh, dispensaries in Kapokoa and Kaloa, helping the retailer boost gross revenue 40% over month to month. Um, Some U.S. operators already have been transporting regulated cannabis by sea and air, though it's rare. In Alaska, We Dudes in commercial flights to its retail stores in the hamlet of Sitka um, on Baranoff Island, just off the southern coast. In Washington state, at least three retailers are located in the San Juan Islands, including on San Juan Island and Orcas Island. Um, Obviously, operators are assuming all of the risk. In addition, Hawaii's medical marijuana market is restrictive. Gummies, brownies, and other edibles were allowed only last year. The state's um, medical marijuana industry is small, with only eight licensed operators on four of its eight main islands, partly because of Hawaii's long-established illicit market. And collectives, patients' registrations have been flat for years, stunning revenue, stunting revenue for license holders. As a result, lawmakers have been reluctant to take any significant action to prop up the medical marijuana industry or legalize adult use. Through the end of July, approximately 33,000 patients were registered, a total that has remained relatively flat since since at least January of 2022, according to the state data. It is said that about a third of cardholders are registered simply for added protection against enforcement. Another third utilize the card for personal grows or stack several cards together to create larger cultivation operations and ultimately their own distribution and retail networks outside the scope of regulatory oversight. While adult use legalization efforts have failed to gain ground the past few years in Hawaii's more conservative house, industry insiders are optimistic legislation could pass in the 2024 session. From advocates on the ground in Hawaii, they support adult use if the collectives remain. They do not wanna lose the medical program just to bring in adult use. The eight licensed retailers in the state are businessmen and women that were not in the industry prior. The locals prefer their collectives, which are mostly operated by legacy farmers. In 2017, dispensary applicants were required to pay a 75,000 licensing fee to the health department within seven days of receiving written notice of their selection. Applicants who were also required to have 1 million in cash plus plus 100,000 for each dispensary location. Those license holders were disconnected from the local community, driving majority of registered to the collectives to buy medicine. Um, I, I just find this fascinating um, that this is new to the Hawaii Islands, getting to go from one island to another with product because it is technically one state. Um, but I just, I, I see how these licensed and regulatory, uh, regulated license holders really want adult use because they're not winning in the medical market right now. Um, but this is Nicole farm reporting for High 9 News. I'd love to hear what my other correspondents think about this story.
1: Man, I just, I have it's a feeling. What, Thank you for covering it. I... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go. Um,
3: All right. Well, yeah, the fact that it's one state, they should have delivery. It's. No, nope. so it's confusing nope. and nope. stupid and, nope.
1: and, and, and wrong. Nope, because once they step foot off of land into the water, they are technically in international water. They are no longer in the state of Hawaii and they are totally at risk of getting pulled over by the Coast Guard in a boat. And so I think their safest way of travel You're is, saying hot, they should is just getting, change the law. It's stupid. They, you, you can't change the law. That's not reality. Because the federal government isn't it's going to change the law.
0: But, but it's isn't, it's but, but isn't that federal government?
1: It is. It is international water have, because once get you hit the hit the, the shoreline, that is considered international water.
2: Yeah, wouldn't they have? would, yeah, would, they, would they not they, have to get a federal also, uh, federal so the blessing? Airlines uh, to do are that. regulated by the
1: FAA. Uh, Saman, so, yeah. so, so, so but they're they're not taking airlines. They're going to take little puddle hoppers, little private planes, back and no, forth.
0: It does. No.
1: It The This is the thing. I've never all seen. Air traffic. I've never yeah, seen. All air
0: traffic, I have
1: never. Planes, I, everything. I have never everything. seen a plane get pulled over in the air. But I have seen boats get pulled over in the not water. Get
0: pulled over, but when it lands, yeah. But Jason, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna get pulled over, dude. But when the plane lands. That's when they're gonna that's come a, and that, do. That's, whatever that's, they're gonna
2: do. that's a different the story. They regulate all air travel. That's that I, I, I uh, agree. I don't a different why don't story. Local, why don't they just promote it, like stock? Like, it just it just goes locally to... on each island. What's that, Rico? Why don't they just promote the the farmers uh, to grow their own on each island?
1: I mean that. I mean they, they need do. to.
4: So they do. Collectively, they do. We're talking about the regulated industry. There's only eight licensed regulated operators three. in the state of Hawaii. There's like yes. three on Kauai. There's like So it's, they're spread around. So these regulated licensed operators are the ones that need this interstate or island hopping um, transportation interstate, delivery service. Right. Inter-island. Because, you know, there's collectives right. on all the islands that are supplying patients with medicine. They're just not in the regulated space. They're They're unregulated. They don't pay taxes they they collectively like it's like the article said they stack their cards to be able to have a co-op essentially mm-hmm. um because that is within the law in hawaii for medical patients
2: if 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 they so hypothetical question mm-hmm. like, like if they were able to crawl along the ocean floor would they still be
1: yes once 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 right. you get into let's, water uh, let's have yeah. an
5: actual discussion Question, do we know um, what they do in Alaska? Is this an issue up there whatsoever? Because no, yep, we know that many communities Alaska. up there have to be accessed in by boat or, or plane. Alaska,
4: Alaska and Washington State, both of them have islands off their coast that are considered part of that state and they mm-hmm. have been delivering product to those islands um from the from the from the mainland
1: and all they i'm far, saying it's already being done. And
4: Nicole.
1: All, all i'm saying regardless if it's Sorry. being done or not because we know there's lots of trapping that goes on and lots of shipping all across the country that's all still illegal but it doesn't matter this this is illegal for them to do and it's irresponsible of these lawmakers to tell them that it's okay for them to do
2: it yeah, they would have well, to get a pass from the federal government. It's the same way.
4: It's the same thing as the John Cole mem- memo. The federal government, the, the Obama could not change the federal government's
1: mind. The so Cole memo and his right on. Cole memo doesn't Cole do memo. nothing. Sorry. Cole memo is the, a worthless the, piece of exactly. paper.
4: It, just like, just like these legislators' promises don't technically do anything. They're just saying they're not going to send people after them, but they can't stop what the federal government does. Mm-hmm. But the senators and the legislators, they're like, we're going to leave you alone.
5: Well, wouldn't Rohrbacher Far
4: actually also can, protect can these people?
1: Um, n- Technically, no, because they're 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 crossing a federal a federal uh, border.
5: I get it, but there's not allowed to be federal prosecution in a in a medically legal state. So, how does that not apply then to the FAA or to the Coast Guard or someone yeah. else?
2: I don't see how you can get around it. I do.
5: I think that's the whole point of or Far.
1: Uh, I I I, I I get I get what you're saying I get what you're saying Gretchen and that may be why there is a I'm lack of wrong. enforcement this on this.
5: This is my legal interpretation and truth, so it must be right. I didn't next. know that
1: you were a lawyer. It's amazing. We
5: got keep going. 14 it minutes.
1: Play one on TV though.
2: Mm-hmm. So oh boy, Jason's a lawyer, a doctor, and everything you need him to be. Right, everything Jason?
1: you need to be. You know that all in one roof. That's right. But coming up next, Master <laughs> of Love. Yes, PhDs. <laughs> He's a formulation expert who reminds women over 50 how to say hello again.
0: That's right. It is Mr. Saman <laughs> Razani. Thank you. Thank you. And Jason, with Halloween coming up, you could be whatever you want. Don't let oh, him tell you you can't be what you yeah, Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jason Beck, ESQ, guys, mm-hmm. coming at you. That's All right. My My story's out of the Garden State. We got Jersey uh workers looking to unionize cannabis co cultivation oh this is from mj biz daily by the way cannabis co cultivation workers in new jersey vote to unionize cultivation workers at the marijuana multi-state operator cannabis co's vineland new jersey grow operations have voted to unionize in September, uh, in September, 12 workers there voted to join the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 152, the union said in an October 9 press release. New Jersey regulators certified the vote on October 6th. In a statement, UFCW Local 152 president Brian String said negotiations on a, quote, fair contract would commence. The local The the local recently negotiated contracts for workers at Acreage Holdings, owned the botanist dispensaries in Egg Harbor and Atlantic City, according to the news release. Along with International Brotherhood of Teamsters, the UFCW is one of the major U.S. unions organizing workers in the legal cannabis industry. Both unions are aggressively courting workers and demonstrating more militancy in dealing with management. <clears throat> Teamsters organized dispensary workers at several Chicago. Oh, and, well, that that looks like that's the end of the article. And uh, what do you guys? This is Samanazani. What do you guys think of workers in Jersey unionizing?
1: So I don't think this is like a major, major, major surprise.
0: No. I mean, I mean, it's not a surprise, but it's uh, it's 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 happening in states that are more you know, more apt to to having unions for other, you know, trades and and things like that. So what do you think about the rest of the country when it comes to unionizing versus these places like Illinois, New Jersey, New York? Um, Do we think that it's going to happen there, you know, more uh, abruptly than it is, like, let's say in California, because I haven't heard a lot coming out of many places other than than these um, states that have union workers
1: i think i think maybe we should start some of these fake unions and go out to uh new jersey and uh and, and collect some money come on
4: <laughs> um that is workers just unionized um so that that just made the news a couple of weeks ago so they so it's happening across the country
1: yep people what are destroying the- destroying yeah. the businesses by unionizing and it's one of the reasons you guys pay artificially high prices on cannabis
5: what I mean, is that's a that is a, such a load yeah. of horseshit. <laughs> this what is this are is. A, talking about. No, no.
0: This is actually a really interesting point. Jason brings up. It's true. Two it's not thing.
5: an interesting point because it is an what interesting he's talking point. Talking about.
0: Yeah, but, but listen, with the with Unions the decline in prices.
5: Hold, hold on, Gretchen. Extra. I know you're not.
0: I know you're not in the weed game, so you don't know that the prices are. Oh, declining. I
5: don't know. Fucking dick. All right. Continue. <laughs> okay.
0: But the prices are declining across the country. If we see a price okay. increase. If we see a price increase in the cannabis in these other states, do we think it's attributed to unionization? Mm
5: -hmm. That's a real
0: that's a valid question.
5: Yeah, it is. And I would say no. (laughs) I mean, well,
0: I want to I want to know what our what our audience thinks. Uh, If you if you have any opinions on this, please write it in the comments.
2: Yeah, I I think anybody uh, currently working for or thinking of working for any of at the very least of the big uh, any of the big eight MSO's. I wouldn't do it without unionizing, period.
1: Well, that's just because they they have so many priors of uh, bad worker conduct. But a lot of these—
2: As with most major corporations in America. That's That's American history, man. Right? Yeah,
4: it's why they unionize yep. is because of bad practices <laughs> by their employers.
2: That's right. businesses don't yeah. care about businesses don't care about uh, the, the humans that work for them. They care about the bottom they, line. They, they do care Period. about the human. I, I I beg to differ. They do care about
1: the humans that work for them because if the humans didn't work for them, they couldn't make those profits.
5: Rico, corporations are people too. You know, exactly. That. We're, we're just
0: yep. we're yeah, just yeah, living it. Your boy. We're you just, just living in the right jungle. There. We're just living in the jungle, and Rico's up in Sinclair. That's how it goes.
2: The people are just temporary. <laughs> living single, living single reference right there. I know I'm picking up what you're putting down there. Uh, uh, the li- living,
0: living single? No, that's 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 not a living single uh 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 you know comment but but i thought, it, I, thought a, I
2: thought it was a double i thought it was a double entendre there it was it was definitely not entendre. but that but I think, that is I think, funny i thought you uh, i thought you had a little bit a little bit more melanin in you today brother oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just thinking about jim no, nicole, carrey that's nicole, I'm thinking, I'm nicole I'm... <laughs> knows where i was going with that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy oh,
4: man. y'all are true yes
2: Living single, oh, the original yeah. Friends, but you know what? Friends was whiter, so they made more money, and they stole the idea. Oh, God. You, know, there's, there's, you can go deeper on that if we want to go Oh, deeper? here we go.
1: Here we go with the craziness again. What do
2: you think what are you about this one, uh, uh, Gretchen?
5: Go for it. We need more unions.
4: No, yes. Agreed. No way. Yeah, no way. I, 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 just I,
2: I love least to least. hear. To, I love to hear conservatives that are pro, that are pro union, because it doesn't. Get... It's not all uh, the business destroying uh, for unions, and, ne- and it shouldn't. It shouldn't be like growth over, you know, uh, human rights, and, and that's what the American economy, American style capitalism promotes: growth, growth, growth. Who cares about who gets hurt along the way, as long as we're making money. We have enough money to pay off. Was it? Uh, what did Kiralife uh, or, or, or Truly have to end up paying OSHA? Was it like eight thousand dollars? <laughs> they made a donation. That's what a, life, yeah. that's, that's, that's what a life is worth. That's what a life is worth to a major corporation in America. About eight thousand dollars.
0: Well, but but is that is that is that not just the environment that we created for? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that our fault for allowing that and and our fractional reserve banking that that deals yes. with uh you know these investments and these conglomeration? Yeah, exactly. That's so so yeah. we're we're um, just America we're just a squirrel trying to get a nut, Rico. Yeah, uh, Ameri- we're
2: just America, America trying to is get a, a nut full of, full of, uh, customers, finessers, and finessees. Right, In, in the, the these corporations are finessers, and uh, the majority of Americans. There's no, no finesse- place. Hold on, hold no no on. You
1: don't
0: like think these a, unions
1: are finessers?
4: Okay, okay. Uh, when, stop yeah, it. Especially it. the, the fake like money. enough about the unions. Can't wait to hear Todd's story. <laughs> Todd ain't <laughs> do it. Next. Let's go.
2: Coming up next. He's a man with the golden voice and he's got a golden tongue as well. <laughs> Coming straight out of the,
5: <laughs> the mean
2: streets of Nevada. He is the founder of Digivad Labs. Coming to break us down with a little uh Golden love. Y'all know who it is. The uh the grandfather of Dank himself, Todd Denkin. Like that. The grandfather of Dank. I like that a lot. Like I'm, gonna, that? I'm gonna use
3: that. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna <laughs> put that on my LinkedIn profile. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my story out of High Times magazine. And uh Colorado has sold over 15 billion dollars in cannabis since legalization. The Colorado Department of Revenue uh, released monthly cannabis sales report for August, the latest month available, showing that adult use and medical cannabis has surpassed $15 billion. While the overall picture looks good, sales are actually down during the past few years since speaking during the pandemic, and the downward trend worries some analysts. The data shows Colorado adult use and medical cannabis sales reached a total of of $15,028,995,376 since 2016. The state has sold $1 to $2 billion in cannabis each year, but because of oversupply issues ultimately leading to lower prices, Colorado sales are expected to be lower in 2023 than prior years. The DOR's Marijuana Sales Report summarized total sales made by medical and retail cannabis stores monthly by county, the, the marijuana sales report has monthly total sales for the state. The marijuana sales by county report shows monthly sales by medical and adult-use cannabis stores by county. Sales are still up compared to when the market launched in 2014, but has fallen since the peak during the pandemic. The Colorado cannabis market sold almost $2.2 billion in 2020, more than $2.2 billion in 2021, as many residents were forced to quarantine at home, and government stimulus checks provided people with some extra cash. That's because the state's dispensaries are struggling amid an economic downturn. Sales of both medical and adult youth cannabis in Colorado plummeted in June 2022, making a downward trend that extends to today. Less cannabis sales picks up in quarter three of 2023. Full-year cannabis sales could be down from 2022, when Colorado cannabis companies sold $1.7 billion in cannabis, matching sales in 2019. As of the end of August, year-to-date tallied is just over a billion dollars. In Colorado's largest city and capital in the corresponding county, the drop in sales is acute. A lie report from the city and county of Denver Shows a 22 percent decline in annual cannabis sales revenue from 21 to 22, the largest annual drop since legalization launched. Consumers who are strapped for cash are buying fewer expensive products, said Truman Bradley with the Marijuana Industry Group. The ripple effect to employees and customers can't be overstated either, he said. As cannabis sales drop, so do tax revenue. Denver makes up about a third of the state's cannabis sales. Uh, municipal. Uh, A Municipal Marijuana Management report from 2022 reads, In 2021, 31% of Colorado's total marijuana sales occurred in the city and county of Denver. From 2014 to 2021, the proportion of marijuana sales in Denver out of all Colorado marijuana sales has fallen by 17%, going from 48% to 31%. This downward trend, which has been consistent since the implementation of retail marijuana sales in 2014, indicates that marijuana sales growth outside of the city and county of Denver has been increasing faster than within the city. A recent report from the Denver Post analyzes the fallout of the post-pandemic cannabis industry in Colorado. Altanazi, a cannabis salesperson, told the Denver Post, The market's just bad. It's bad right now. There are businesses closing left and right. Colorado Governor Jared Polis recently sent a letter to President Joe Biden on September 5th regarding the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services' recommendation for the Drug Enforcement Administration to reschedule cannabis from Schedule 1 substance to a Schedule 3 substance. He said in his letter, We are pleased to hear that you have recently received Health and Human Services recommendation to move cannabis to Schedule 3. It's about time. This is a historic moment, and we owe you and your administration a debt of gratitude for your leadership on catching up where the science is, poll has continued. Cannabis current classification under federal law as Schedule 1 is contradicted by the scientific evidence. The notion has previously considered that can cannabis has no accepted medical use, a high potential for abuse, and no accepted safety standards even under medical supervision has been widely disproven. HHS's recommendation is evidence-based and a move in the right direction. Willis also addresses the issues that still need to be resolved, such as banking. He wrote that if cannabis becomes a Schedule 3 substance, banks would be free to serve cannabis businesses, and the tax code 280E would no longer be necessary. Oversupply, lack of demand, competition with neighboring legal states, and the black market sales puts Colorado cannabis businesses in a bind. What is happening in the marijuana mecca? Is this a trend that is going nationwide? I'm Todd Denkin with High at Nine News. What do you guys think?
4: What's funny to me is that people are still quoting what the media put out there. It's, it's basically just a rumor. Um, the HHS letter, nobody has seen it. So we don't know what the HHS letter says besides remove it from a schedule one. Um, sure, it, sure. it definitely doesn't recommend moving it to a different schedule, um, as far as we know, because again, nobody has seen it. Um, but I, I just, I think that this is interesting um, from that perspective. That uh, they're banking and thanking, um, uh, you know, Biden for doing this move. Um, I don't know. I, I feel, I still feel like it's pandering. I'm, you know, disappointed and and
3: in... totally pandering. Yeah. What, what do we think about the sales going down
0: that, you know, what do we, th- I, I mean, I mean, it's only going to go down. They talk about black market sales, hurting the cannabis economy. That's the only reason why businesses are probably still in business, um, or people yeah, are still yeah, making money there, on there, cannabis. There's my,
2: big, there's my big question. Uh, there's some on uh, cause you're well-versed in you're more well-versed than uh, probably all of us in the Colorado market. I had no idea. <laughs> that uh, the illegal sales were popping like that in Colorado?
0: I mean, they're they're popping everywhere because nobody can make the money and the taxes are too crippling for the businesses. But honestly, the problem is not just that. The problem is the regulators are taking more enforcement. I mean, we've come from prohibition into a... You know, into like a dark hole of prohibition, because now what the uh, Colorado Met is doing is actually going after people holding private events in Denver that have consumption that don't that maybe the place doesn't have a consumption license. This is just more BS from the government and no matter who, no matter where it is. Right. And Colorado has been very progressive with cannabis, obviously. You know, we we're the first ones to to go uh to go recreational in 2014 but at the same with that same breath it's like with with all of these issues come the funds to you know to to hurt the industry more with more enforcement all that money that the state's getting is going to pay or regulators to regulate the industry that's already fledgling so in my opinion it's this is going to be the same exact thing that's happening. Now, look what we just heard uh, about the story in Ohio. I mean, you know, we can't walk this back. Yeah, the yeah. genie's out of the bottle. We can't walk it back. We got to learn how to like get the regulators to actually open their eyes to listen to what needs to happen for the industry to thrive in every state. It's not. It's and and actually, it just needs to already become federally legal decriminalized so that we can move forward it's just ho- holding us all back it's hurting us all but that's the point right they want to hurt us they want all the money to go away so that when the big dogs come with their big bag that they can take over and that's the problem we're, we're just we're just, like, just shutting like,
2: out like mom and, pops. Add, and yeah i'd also it like the to add that uh, i i noticed how, how quickly they stopped talking about uh, all that social equity shit when they found out that like, they're losing money
4: <laughs> right <laughs>
2: absolutely
4: I wonder if there's actual, um, like, ten, almost 10 years into adult use for Colorado, uh, if there's actual research that shows, like, if there's more kids using um, because of adult use. Like, some of these statistics that we have the data, there's got to be, data's got to be coming out of all of these states to show. Yeah,
0: but I'll... I'll caution, I'll caution the data because obviously there's going to be more people, more kids because of this increasing number of products that are on the market and available. And yeah, just do. like beer, just like beer when I was 12, when I was 11 years old and we snuck a beer from our friend's dad's little fridge, you know, that's the same thing that's happening. Beer, beer's, a more, beer, beer's a lot yeah, more accessible though. Beer's a lot more accessible, Simone. Yeah, but but that's what weed's, weed has become more accessible. That's my point. It's it's before accessible. Before Uh, legalization, there wasn't Uh, uh, an opportunity.
1: I I feel it's It's way harder to get weed um, as opposed to get alcohol. I I, I can walk into any grocery store and go and buy alcohol or steal a beer. But but the the
0: point The, it's not the point being it's
4: dispensaries. It's it's no. them being able to get it delivered to them from the Instagram. Like it's not <laughs> like and, and 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 that's the illegal operations that are delivering it to them. But like Saman said, it's an increase of product on the market, period, whether it's legal or not legal, it's there. And now that and once you legalize it, it becomes an adult. That it makes it that much easier to say, yeah, just dial this number and it gets delivered right to you. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. happens. Or, or right. right,
2: a, right I mean, and, and not just that, them, not, not just here, that. Here, 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 here in, yeah, here in California, I mean, uh, with the homeless issue, the way uh, uh, it's crazy, as it is, you can walk by any any uh, local grocery store and see somebody who's down on their luck and, and tell them you throw them a couple of dollars, get you a case of beer. Am I right?
0: I mean, is that how we used to buy beer when we were not twenty-one? Maybe we're not gonna we're not gonna I really mean, get it
1: I mean, I mean, before I mean, <laughs> I mean, I had a fake that's ID when I was eighteen that. that said I was twenty-one. Okay, I might even had it Yo, even you know, before shut out then. Out to New Jersey hey, in, in, a God,
2: ass, in a garbage ass store, New York IDs. City
4: on Fifth Avenue. That's, that,
1: that, that's, that's, that's what I'm ID, saying. Like,
2: you used to sell the hell out of those, man. <laughs> New Jersey had the worst IDs ever. New Jersey and Maryland. I had uh, so many of those, and me and my homeboys made some good scratch freshman year of college. <laughs>
1: Man, I had some good times with my. I was 18.
3: When I was 18, the legal age was 18.
2: Oh, I just had an idea, Grandpa Yeah, Grandpa (laughs) Dank, exactly. The Dank Father. You know that, though, thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High 9 News today. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout-out to the Super Fan Show and love getting their comments posted live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondents, tuning in from all over, bringing as much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table as well. To our production team, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, all the sponsors keeping the lights on, and usually our AV struggles to a minimum—at least when we don't have cloud cover like yesterday. Sorry, Jason. Sorry, Starlink. Sorry, Elon.
1: Musk. You know what? I, no, hold on, hold on a second. Um, I had a I, I had a little bit of a difficulty with the configuration on it. Trying see to figure it out, was. and so I, I'm confident that the next time we we, we do this, this is going to be much, much, much better. We're going to work the kinks out of it today and uh, and make this thing pop. Okay,
2: we'll see. Okay. I yeah. can take it. No, I'm optimistic, man. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Glass half full kind of guy. But as always, Cannabis Diva L, the reason that the Hyatt 9 News team reads these headlines daily. Thank you as well, baby girl. It has been Tuesday, October 17, 2023. The show's over. You've all been blessed with today's top industry headlines. Hope it was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. Saman Razani, uh, your uh, your connection's a little iffy today, even though I'm digging the red interior. Todd Duncan, <laughs> Grandfather it's, it's Dex, actually, what do you have for us? Maroon. Eugene, uh,
3: Uh, i would say that uh look let's be nice to each other
1: oh yes be nice
0: just be nice be nice (laughs) it's easy it's cheap i like i like that message that that that
1: is that that is a grandfatherly message right there
3: that's for sure two words i think if people were nicer to each other then we'd live in a better world you know
2: everyone's so angry the problem these is,
3: days uh, uh, lighten up
2: the problem is perception like what is nice and what is what is what is not nice what is naughty?
3: oh god people are know, that well, confused. i'm not saying don't be naughty i'm just saying be nice <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>